from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, June 14th. I'm Marco Werman. Fighting in a disputed state in Sudan displaces tens of thousands of people. And a U.S. official tells us why billions of dollars went missing from the Iraq Reconstruction Project. It was too much. It was too large an effort without the resources in place, without the planning in place to expect success. Also, a Philippine teacher in Maryland runs into immigration trouble. I was told that I overstayed and that was my last day. Those stories ahead. BBC News with Gaynor Howells. The United Nations says tens of thousands of people in Sudan have been displaced by bombing and fighting in the disputed border state of South Kordofan. The northern military has launched fresh airstrikes against groups that are aligned to the country's south, which is due to become independent next month. Peter Martel reports from the southern Sudanese capital, Juba. Aircraft from the North Sudanese Army bombed a strategic airfield at Kauda in the heart of the Nuba Mountains, home to southern-aligned groups it calls rebels. The United Nations reports that heavy artillery can also be heard, with fighting spreading across southern Kordofan state. More than 53,000 people are estimated to have fled from the fighting. Aid workers say their work is being severely restricted, with access blocked to key areas, causing enormous suffering to civilians. Humanitarian flights have been denied permission to land for nearly a week, while militia gunmen are blocking roads. More people have been fleeing their homes in northwestern Syria as government forces continue their offensive. Last weekend, troops retook the rebellious town of Jisashigur in a campaign to end protests by what they describe as the remnants of armed terrorism groups. Our correspondent, Jim Muir, who's monitoring events from Beirut, has been hearing the accounts of refugees and anti-government activists. They're saying that uh, the army is going through uh, villages, and specifically Sunni villages, uh, pretty much bypassing or leaving Alawite villages. Uh, that's an important distinction. Um, and basically leaving a, a trail of mayhem, uh, killing uh, livestock, uh, setting fire to crops and so on, and uh, destroying and damaging houses. So um, there are more people continuing to flood across the border into Turkey to get away from all that. An investigation by Russian prosecutors has rejected allegations that senior judges intervened to increase the sentence given to the former billionaire Mikhail Khodorkovsky during his second trial. In February, a former court official said the judge had already printed a verdict, giving Mr Khodorkovsky 10 years, before receiving an order from his superiors to increase the sentence to 14 years. Daniel Sanford reports from Moscow. The Mikhail Khodorkovsky case was already controversial, with countries like the United States, Germany and Britain suggesting the prosecution could have been politically motivated. Against that background, Natalia Vasilyeva's allegations were dynamite. Four months later, Russia's investigative committee has summoned her for questioning, but within hours the agency released a statement saying that her allegations were not confirmed by any objective evidence and were based only on guesses and assumptions. President Obama has arrived in Puerto Rico on the first official visit by a serving U.S. president to the American territory in the past 50 years. Speaking on his arrival in the capital, San Juan, he said he supported a referendum in which Puerto Ricans would vote on the status of the island. You're listening to The World News from the BBC. 
The Eritrean volcano, which sprung into life on Sunday, sending a huge ash cloud 13 kilometres into the atmosphere, has continued to disrupt air travel across the region. Latest reports say the ash cloud has now reached southern Egypt and Sudan and is heading towards Saudi Arabia. A previously unpublished diary by the Argentine-born revolutionary Ernesto Che Guevara has been unveiled in Cuba. His widow, Aleda March, said she'd decided to publish the unedited writings, Diary of a Combatant, so that readers could get to know him just as he was. From Havana, here's Michael Voss. Ernesto Che Guevara was a prolific writer and did publish his own account of fighting alongside Fidel Castro in the Sierra Maestra Mountains. This new book, called Diary of a Combatant, is the first time a full, unedited version of the Argentine-born revolutionary's diary.